0: This is United Nations. This show explores the intersection of nonviolence and the United Nations. I'm Anna Ikeda from Soka Gakkai International, and I co-host the show with Stephanie Van Hook of the Meta Center for Nonviolence. In this episode, I speak with Saiborotu of Automated Decision Research, the monitoring and research team of Stop Kira Robots.
1: Hi, my name is Sahiborotu, and I'm a researcher with Automated Decision Research, a monitoring and research unit with the Stop Killer Robots. Stop Killer Robots is a growing global coalition of more than 250 civil society organizations working together to prevent digital dehumanization, build a better society, and overcome inequalities and systems of oppression through the creation of a legally binding rules on autonomy in weapon systems. This shared movement is a part of our global effort to recognize the impact of the technology we create and our responsibility to ensure it is used within limits and with accountability. This movement is everyone working to build a society in which technology is developed and used to promote peace, justice, human rights, equality and respect for law, not automate killing. We work in over 70 countries to ensure meaningful human control over the use of force through the development of a new international law prohibiting and regulating autonomous weapons. Our coalition works at the national, regional and international level to create pressure at the United Nations and in capitals around the world, lobbying governments to enact national policies and support new international law on this issue.
0: And why is Tough Robots concerned about autonomy in weapon systems?
1: Autonomy in weapon systems bases itself on two processes. The first is the incorporation of sensors in weapons, which are able to obtain data while being deployed. And the second is the incorporation of artificial intelligence to process this data. The kind of information that an autonomous weapon uses to select and engage a target depends on the types of sensors it uses and what information those sensors collect. Autonomous weapons use the information that they get from sensors and fit this information against a generalized target profile. If the information that the weapon system gets from the sensors does not fit its target profile, then it does not use force. However, if the information that the weapon system gets from these sensors matches the pre-programmed target profile, the weapon system will then use force against a target. The target could be a person or a car, for example, depending on the target profile that the weapon uses. What this means is that an algorithm makes the decision for the machine to use force and engage a target based on the data that it gets from sensors, instead of a human, such as a soldier, making this decision. We are concerned with these processes being used in weapon systems to target humans. If used to target humans, autonomy in weapon systems effectively reduces humans to data sets and dehumanizes us, which can't be ethically or morally justified. Digital dehumanization is the process whereby humans are reduced to data, which is then used to make decisions and, or take action that negatively affect their lives. This process deprives people of dignity, demeans individual humanity, and removes or replaces human involvement or responsibility through the use of automated decision-making and technology. Automated harms occur when these decisions negatively impact us.
0: You know, my organization, uh, Soka Gakkai International, is a member of Stop Cure Robots. So I work on that issue too. And I am also a member, a board member of the Meta Center for Nonviolence. So thinking about today's interview, I was intrigued to think about how those issues intersect, you know, uh, this issue of cura robots and the lack of human engagement and the violence. So how would you think uh, cura robots would affect the levels of violence in conflicts?
1: An overwhelming majority of state parties to the Convention on Conventional Weapons agree that the incorporation of autonomous weapons in warfare could lead to unprecedented challenges. International law governing conflict has been built around human action and responsibility over the use of force. While completely autonomous decisions to use force without meaningful human control are clearly against international law, the use of algorithms to analyze and process data to provide prompts complicates the direct responsibility and accountability of the soldier deciding on the use of force. The reliability of automated decisions has been brought into question by growing evidence that for a number of reasons, algorithmic decisions have been seen to emulate existing societal biases and perpetuate discrimination. In situations where these algorithms are incorporated with machine learning, it raises concerns regarding the predictability of algorithmic decision-making. If we are unable to trace the decision by a machine learning algorithm, assigning responsibility for the use of force and maintaining accountability would be further complicated. There are also concerns that autonomous weapons lower the threshold for war and escalation. With rapidly increasing technological capabilities in autonomous navigation, sensors, and time of operation, the deployment of autonomous weapon systems might reduce the level of caution that is expected at present while using force. Apart from the challenges this pose on being used in war by states, the possibility of these systems being used domestically for law enforcement raises unprecedented humanitarian concerns, while the risk of these technologies by being used by non-state actors is also a very tangible danger.
0: That's really true. Could you tell us a little bit more about uh, the resolution that was introduced and uh, actually adopted at the UN General Assembly and uh, what impact can we expect from the resolution?
1: Resolution L-56 is the first resolution on autonomous weapons and was tabled by Austria, co-sponsored by a cross-regional group of over 40 states in the United Nations General Assembly First Committee on Disarmament and International Security. The resolution stresses the urgent need for the international community to address the challenges and concerns raised by autonomous weapon systems. And mandates the UN Secretary General to prepare a report reflecting the views of members and observer states on autonomous weapon systems and ways to address the related challenges and concerns they raise from humanitarian, legal, security, technological, and ethical perspectives and on the role of humans in the use of force. The resolution also adds a specific agenda item on lethal autonomous weapon systems in next year's UN General Assembly agenda. In a resounding vote, this resolution received 164 votes in favor with 5 against and 8 abstentions. This shows an overwhelming majority of states believe in the need for serious deliberations on the impacts of autonomous weapons. We believe that this resolution would provide a platform to coalesce almost a decade-long conversation on the need for regulation of autonomous weapons and also be able to inform states and people in general about the impact that such weapons could have on our world.
0: So taking a rather personal uh, turn, I'm curious how you got involved in this issue and perhaps what you could suggest to the people who might be interested in getting more involved.
1: Personally, during my research on the use of algorithms and automation for policing and their likely impacts, I stumbled upon the issue of autonomous weapons. This was not an issue that I was very aware of initially and I think the moment that I realized that such autonomous weapon systems and capabilities are a possibility was extremely shocking uh, to me and also the fact that it has not captured popular conversation as much as it is likely to impact our lives going forward and in the nearby future. Which is why I think right now that the advent of autonomous weapon systems needs as much public engagement as possible. However, I do understand that one barrier to a larger public engagement on this is the fact that there is a lot lot of technical information that is available on autonomous weapon systems. And it is very intimidating for people who might not come from that kind of a background, who might not understand the technical nuances of how these systems function to engage with them. But I feel that it is the responsibility of people to a certain extent to be able to engage with it irrespective, because it is going to affect us whether or not we understand it. And from that understanding, I think I started engaging more with autonomous weapon systems, trying to build my own knowledge base around it. Despite not having any technical expertise in the field of either AI or computer science, I think it became... Personally, very important for me to engage with it, knowing that this is the future of warfare and it has existential threats to humanity, which I personally feel a lot of people in our generation need to look at. As far as getting more involved in this issue is concerned, for anyone who's interested in this issue, you could visit our website www.stopkillerrobots.org. For those who wish to learn more about autonomous weapon systems, the Automated Decision Research team has worked on a number of resources which are available on our website, www.automatedresearch.org.
0: Thank you for that. And uh, perhaps to conclude, I hope you don't mind me asking, what is nonviolence to you? And what do you think each one of us can do to enhance the power of nonviolence in our communities and uh, maybe also at the United Nations as well?
1: For me personally, non-violence is the intention of not doing harm. And eventually it becomes very difficult to talk about actions which might or might not create violence to a lot of extent. We all personally, spiritually, philosophically try to grapple with the idea of how much harm we are causing or what action of ours causes how much harm. But I think the intention to be constantly aware and to introspect on the fact that you do not want to cause harm to anyone else or any living being intentionally is, I think, key to principles of nonviolence, which again, I think, is something that should be emulated internationally in terms of law and policy as well. If we see that there are certain weapon systems which can create harms that not only are unpredictable and unreliable, but also unpredictable in certain ways, I think... Individual responsibility that we have taken, individual moral and ethical responsibility that humans have taken to be nonviolent, to create just, equal societies where peaceful coexistence is possible, somehow washes down. It is very important that when such weapon systems, when such systems that are capable of such widespread harm are put into action, that we as an international community, we as a community of humans, Uh, Introspect to a certain extent as to what warrants this amount of harm to be created by a system that we have created. We can call it security, we can call it safety. I do understand that geopolitical orders do not function on ideals, but the fact still remains that we are working towards a better world. We are working towards a world where we might not require most of these uh, systems. And I think it's very important that an international disarmament movement recognizes and acknowledges the fact that such systems cause harm beyond what we can imagine and hence they need to be regulated.
0: Well, thank you Sai for joining us and sharing your knowledge and uh, insights. Uh, We really appreciate you.
1: Thank you so much Anna. Thank you for having me.